So today I've got a chapter from the book, How to Get Shit Together, called Change Habits Slowly. And I've titled the chapter Change Habits Slowly because I think that's the key point in habit change. A lot of people, you know, around New Year's, around special occasions, or they get this burst of motivation and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing, and they jump in full force. But unfortunately, when their motivation wanes, or when life creeps back in, those habits fall away because they've lost the motivation or because they've got a buildup of things that need to be done. They can't maintain the habit change. So my idea is that you should change habits slowly. Not so slowly that you don't see growth or, you know, anything happening, but slow enough that your life can adapt to it. Let's take exercise, for example. I exercise every day, basically every day, almost twice a day sometimes. But if I was to start exercising twice a day, back when I wasn't exercising at all, my life wouldn't have accommodated that. I would have had things that I would have been doing instead, you know, watching TV, doing different social activities, etc., etc. But by slowly increasing the exercise levels over time, I was able to implement that into my life. And not only that, my body was able to adapt. If I was to start exercising twice a day every day, back then when I wasn't exercising at all, I would quickly have a physical breakdown. So it paid to go slow, to start off small. A very, very uh, easy example of this is, imagine if you just did one minute a day of squats or push-ups, just one minute. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but don't you wish you had been doing that every day for the last 10 years, right? Because yes, it wouldn't be the most biggest change in your life, but it would be a pretty big change compared to doing nothing. Same thing's true for meditation. It'd be ideal to be able to meditate for hours, right? It's so good for you. But barring that, can you do five minutes? Can you do 10? Can you do just one minute of sitting in silence and letting your thoughts flow? These are the points I'd like to try and make with this chapter. And I would also like to suggest that you employ the skills of sort of social proof. Tell your friends, tell social media, tell people, and get them to keep you accountable. If you're accountable to an external source, you're more likely to continue, more likely to persist. So with all that in mind, here is the chapter from the book, How to Get Your Shit Together. It is my best-selling book. I've sold, I think, like five to 10,000 copies of it at this stage. So check it out. The link will be in the show notes so you can grab a copy yourself. It's out now as a paperback, ebook, or audio. So yeah, check it out and enjoy. Chapter 3.5. Change habits slowly. Stop beating yourself up. You are a work in progress, which means you get there a little at a time, not all at once. Anonymous. I exercise at least 10 times per week. These sessions involve running, weights, or swimming in the mornings, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu at night. I didn't just start with this exercise routine. I slowly built it up over the years, taking time to develop the conditioning and lifestyle needed to support this level of training. Initially, I struggled to run one kilometre without resting, and performing more than three push-ups was impossible. Now I can run 10 kilometres and smash out 30 push-ups with ease. Initially, weightlifting was a confusing and painful chore, but now I crave it. The feeling of my muscles getting stronger, and the added endorphin release is wonderful. I initially struggled with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, having many false starts before I found my footing. It has since become a healthy obsession that has tremendous physical, social, and psychological benefits. Initially, I struggled to train twice per week, but now I train almost daily. Getting to where I am with my physical conditioning was not hard, once I took the right approach, that is. Slow change is the only way to make lasting change. This applies to every aspect of life, including implementing positive changes, like reading, exercising, studying, and practicing, as well as reducing unwanted behaviors, 
like quitting smoking, drinking, changing diet, or staying up too late. What not to do. Before I go into the specifics of how to properly change habits, I want to first share with you what not to do. Or more specifically, what I did and what I'm assuming most of you have done as well. I'll continue with using exercise as an example to demonstrate my point, but this issue is not unique to exercise. I made the same mistake in most areas when first attempting to make lifestyle changes. I went too hard, too soon. I'll read a blog, listen to a motivating podcast, or see a fit person exercising and think, I can do that. I'll then go all in. I'll just begin the lifting program they were using. I'll plan the week out, rostering daily exercise sessions with specific lifts, repetitions, and sets to complete. The problem was that this setup wasn't sustainable. The first week I did great. I was able to turn up to the gym each day, track my performance, and implement a diet. Week two was a struggle as life obligations started to creep in, but I persevered. By week three, however, I was beginning to falter. I started to skip days and began making excuses. I was tired, injury-prone, and irritable. By the end of the month, I was basically back to my original exercise levels. I couldn't maintain the change. Then, I would get down on myself for failing and suffer through a wave of self-loathing depression until a new batch of motivation struck me. This cycle continued for years, only with a different exercise program. Or diet, or self-help regime, or study plan. You get the point. Changing habits is a long-term process. You can't change overnight, because if that were the case, almost everyone would be fit and healthy. Take action. A great example to show the power of slow, habitual change is through attempting to wake up earlier. Set a goal for yourself to wake up 60 minutes earlier than you currently do. So if you usually wake at 7.30, your goal would be to consistently wake at 6.30. Rather than jumping straight into it by setting your alarm clock an hour earlier, remember, this won't work over the long term and you'll just hate me for it. I want you to try something different. Instead, set your alarm clock to 9 to wake you at 7.29, just one minute earlier. Then the next day, set it one minute earlier still at 7.28. Then the next day, set it at 7.27, and so on. Over the period of 60 days, you'll have slowly changed your waking times, and in the process, not only demonstrated the power of slow habitual change, but also will have added an extra hour to your life. Why not try, slowly, adding an exercise program, meditation session, or study session into that gap? In 60 days, you'll easily be able to wake at 6.30, and the best part of it all is, it won't feel like a massive change. The slow transition to an earlier waking time will not shock your system. An amazing example of people's inabilities to change habits comes in the form of lottery jackpot winners. There is some variation in the exact statistics. However, it's been commonly reported that winners regularly go through all of their money within three to five years following their jackpot. They literally receive millions of dollars, more money than they could ever hope to earn in their lifetimes. Yet within five years, most are back to their old financial position. While initially surprising, this phenomenon makes a lot of sense. Typically, the people who play the lotto are not that great at managing their finances. There is a reason they are gambling and not investing their money in the first place. What's more, they are not used to having access to such a large sum of money all at once. Thus, they overspend. Winning the lottery does not give you the habitual lessons that come from years of sound financial management nor does it tell you how to effectively save, invest, or even budget. 
You need to have a long-term approach to change. Be patient. It will come, but not instantly. The key is to slowly implement changes so that it doesn't feel like a change. Using this approach feels like you are not changing your life at all because the daily change is minimal or ideally unperceivable. Yet over time, those changes add up. It's like aging. We feel the same every day, but over time, we begin to notice the changes. Apply this approach to your life. Take action. Choose something that you want to change in your life, but haven't been able to. Consider the smallest change in a positive direction that you can think of, and start with that today. Some possible examples. Fitness. Start by adding a 5-minute walk each day, increasing it by 1 minute per day, up to 30 minutes each day. Savings. Start by putting $1 into a piggy bank each day, increasing this amount by $1 each week until you've found a comfortable level of savings that you can afford to maintain. Cleaning. Start by cleaning for 5 minutes per day, increasing it by 1 minute per day each week until you are cleaning enough each day to maintain your home. Learning a language. Start by getting an app like Duolingo or Memrise and do one short lesson per day, or by finding a language exercise book. Slowly increase the duration of these lessons. Reading. Start with reading one page per day and increase this by one page each week. Quitting smoking. Start by having one less smoke per day each day than usual. Reduce this amount by one smoke each week. Eating healthy. Start by slowly reducing the portion sizes of desserts, soft drinks, and alcohol. Still eat these foods, but just reduce how much by even a small level each week. Regardless of what habit you want to change, don't rush. Just start small and incrementally make changes until you are at a level that you would love to be at. It will come with time. On plateaus and failure. When attempting to change a habit, it's important to remember that you are aiming for an upward trend, not an instant change. It's inevitable that at some stage your progress may stall and you may even suffer a setback or two. The best approach is to think long term. It's far better to stay on the path towards change than to rush it all and end up quitting. But what if you fail? Many people stop a diet program or stop attempting to quit smoking, drinking or drug use after a binge or slip up. Everyone has off days, makes mistakes, and has temporary weaknesses. So please don't get yourself down about it. It happened, and that's okay. Let's just keep moving. The key is to get straight back onto the program. Your diet is not ruined if you eat a whole cake in one sitting. That's just a bad day. It is, however, ruined if you eat a cake every day and stop your diet completely. The same is true for smoking. If you manage to get yourself down to two cigarettes per day, and then have a day off and smoke a whole packet. Should you consider yourself as no longer attempting to quit? Of course not. The next day, address the reason for the binge and resume your progress. Don't be too hard on yourself. If you slip up, that's okay, provided you get back on board as soon as possible. Self-improvement often looks like two steps forward, one step back. While slow, this process will get you there in the end. Frequently asked questions. I'm changing my habits slowly, but not seeing any results. What gives? Not seeing results can be disheartening and demotivating. If you've only just started, for example, within the last three months, keep persisting because the results will come. If you're still not seeing the results, consider making slightly larger incremental changes. Just don't overdo it. 
Change takes time and it's better to make small changes than no change at all. If I keep incrementally changing things, won't I eventually run out of time or meet a natural barrier? Yes. Take the example of waking up earlier from the first take action in this chapter. If you keep waking up one minute earlier, you'll eventually reach a point where you can't wake up any earlier without detrimentally impacting your daily energy levels and performance. The same is true for most habitual changes. There is only so far you can take each one before you are no longer able to continue changing. Your goal is to find the level of optimal performance. Summary. Change takes time. Move too fast, too soon, and you will fail. Small incremental changes over a longer time span is less of a shock to the system. It is easier to begin and easier to stick to. Okay, so that was a chapter from the book, How to Get Your Shit Together. If you'd like to grab a copy, you can click the link in the show notes to grab an ebook, paperback, or audiobook. And I'll also put a link to this chapter as a blog post in this uh, in the show notes as well. So you can read this chapter and you can grab a copy of the book. Anyway, good luck changing habits. And remember, go slow, be consistent, and use your motivation to change habits, to instill the habits. Use your motivation for change, not to just go exercise once. Use it to instill that discipline into your life because that's where the real growth will be. Anyway, have a great day.